We love to explain quantum physics and the mysteries of the universe, but the mysteries of finance, not so much. Intuit helps you demystify your finances through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Understanding standard deductions or interest rates can be very complicated and tricky with big potential consequences. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. I just think it's fascinating that it's such a fundamental force in the universe, right? Like, it's it's basically the thing that builds galaxies and keeps planets moving, right? It gives structure to the entire cosmos. That's right. On the largest scale, it's actually the most important force. It's the reason why things look the way they do. It's the reason why our planet is round. It's the reason why we're on the planet. It's pretty important. And yet we don't know a lot about it, right? Like there's some really deep and strange mysteries about it. On one hand, we have a theory which works really, really well. On the other hand, we have questions about it which seem really, really basic. And not only that, it's, it's very different than all the other forces of, of nature. That's right. One of these things is not like the other ones. Hi, I'm Jorge. I'm a cartoonist. And I'm Daniel. I'm a particle physicist. And this is our podcast, Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe. In which a cartoonist and a physicist try to figure out how to make the universe understandable to anybody. Yeah. And today on the podcast, we are examining a very heavy topic. Gravity. And specifically, why is gravity so weak? And strange. Gravity, as we said earlier, is something which controls the structure of the universe. I mean, the reason the solar system looks the way it does is because of gravity. The reason the Earth is round is because of gravity. The reason we have galaxies is because of gravity. 
the reason we weigh so much it's be- is because of gravity, right? It's not my no, totally not my fault. That's be- <laughs> no, that's because of late night cake eating. <laughs> Um, but it's such a fundamental force of nature, right? Like, like it's present in our everyday life. We spend a lot of time thinking about gravity, right? How not to fall down, how not to drop things, how to go up buildings, how to go down buildings, right? That's right. It seems like one of the most important forces. I mean, if you ask people, you know, to name a force or what kind of forces they experience in their life, gravity is the one that's present in their lives, right? You're climbing upstairs, you're fighting gravity. You trip, you fall down, you're feeling gravity. You look around you, the shape of things is controlled by gravity. And that's why it's particularly strange um, that gravity is the weakest force of all the forces we've discovered. It's by far the weakest. Yeah, it's really strange to hear you say that. Right? Like, how can gravity be weak? Like, you know, like it's it's keeping the whole Earth together. It's making the entire planet swing around, go in a circle, basically. Right? Without gravity, we would just shoot off into space. That's right. It's a really strange situation. And there's other things about gravity we don't understand as well. It's really strange. It doesn't play well with the other forces. It's very, very weak. It's a total mystery to science, except that we have a theory which works beautifully, right? We can calculate exactly how Mercury orbits the sun. We can send things into outer space and know with to millimeter precision exactly where they're going to land. We have a working theory that we can use, right? But we don't understand it on a conceptual level. We have these basic, deep questions about about what gravity is and how the universe works because of it. So it's a weird question and maybe one that people hadn't thought about before. So Daniel went out as usual and asked people on the street, why do you think gravity is so weak? Here's what a random selection of folks who were willing to talk to me on a Tuesday morning had to say about gravity. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know about that. All right. I always thought thought it was a pretty strong force. I don't know. But yeah. Because um, it depends on the distance and it's a long range one. So that's why we feel it very weak most of the time. Cool. No. Okay. I have no... I'm sorry, it's not very fruitful. (laughs) Hmm. I have no idea. (laughs) But I'd be interested in finding out why. (laughs) All right. right. That was was pretty good. Most people weren't surprised when you said gravity's weak. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like of all the questions I've asked people, this is the one that flummox them the most you know people were like what i have no idea or um they had crazy ideas why gravity must must be weak i feel like usually we get one person who knows what the answer is or has a good clue about what what's going on but this time Mm -hmm. i feel like almost everybody was pretty clueless i mean one person said i always thought gravity was pretty strong right which (laughs) kind of sums up uh, the Uh situation right gravity is omnipresent in our lives it dominates our experience and yet it's so weak compared to the other really powerful forces we've discovered Well, some people, a couple of answers were that it had to do with distance, like gravity gets really weak with distance. That's right. And the problem there is that all the forces get weak with distance, like Mm. electromagnetism also falls as the as the distance grows, right? So all of these forces follow this one over R squared rule where R is your distance from the thing that's that's giving you the force. Right. Maybe, maybe, right? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, mostly we think. And uh, and so that can't be the answer, right? Because oh, all the I other see. forces have that same feature. So when you say it's the weakest, it's not that it changes over t- distances differently than the other forces. That's right. So maybe we should talk about what the forces are and uh, compare them to each other so we folks can get an understanding of how crazy weak gravity is. All right. So Daniel, what are the forces of nature besides a bad movie with Ben Affleck and Sandra Bullock? 
<laughs> well, I think comedy. Comedy is definitely a force <laughs> of nature. Uh, you know, it uh, solves yeah. big problems around the world. No, the um, the fundamental forces are electromagnetism, right? Mm-hmm. That's the one that controls electricity and magnetism, obviously, and is responsible for the cool things like light and lightning and all that all that cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the weak nuclear force which is a force which is responsible for radioactive decay of a nuclei, right? And the cool thing about electricity and magnetism and the weak nuclear force is that we actually have shown that they're two sides of the same coin. As a particle physicist, we refer to them as one force. We call it the electroweak. Mm. So it's sort of magnetism lost out there in the name merger, right? It should be electromagnetic weak, but nobody voted to keep magnetism in the, so the name of the partners <laughs> in the law firm. Nobody, nobody lobbied for weak electro or <laughs> magneto weak force. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, we are suffering the uh, the fate of some anonymous committee of scientists that get to name these things. Right? Who are these people? It's probably some grad student, right? Or some, you know, <laughs> like this is really weird. We'll call it this. Yeah. So we have electricity and magnetism, which is a single force. We have the weak nuclear force, which is really should be combined with electricity and magnetism. And then there's the strong nuclear force. And this is the one that holds the nucleus together. You know, mm-hmm. the nucleus is just a bunch of positively charged protons and neutral neutrons, right? So there's only positively charged particles in the nucleus. So you might think, what even holds the nucleus together, right? You have all this positively charged stuff should be repelling themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the strong nuclear force. And it does so by exchanging these crazy little particles we call gluons. And that holds the nucleus together. And it's pretty strong. It's even stronger than electromagnetism. Well, let's take a step back. So in the universe, there's stuff. There's like... Yes. Stuff I can that confirm exists. that there is stuff in the universe. Yes, <laughs> yes good. Without I'm reservation, we, there is stuff. I'm glad we yes. solved that question. Uh, but I mean, it's like there's stuff that has substance to it, that has mass to it, or, you know, that sort of exists. And then there's also, besides that, how these things interact with each other, like how they affect each other. That's right. There's the matter, and then there's the forces, right? And the forces affect how they interact with each other. And that's pretty much the universe. That's, that's like, it's matter and forces. <laughs> yeah, one way to look at the universe is that it's particles, right? The, or you would say matter and their forces. In modern particle physics, we think about it one level deeper, which is we think of quantum fields. Mm. And quantum fields are responsible both for matter and for forces. Uh, so we can talk about that uh, maybe in another podcast. What is a quantum field and how can I get one You know, for lease or rent? Mm-hmm. Um, what can they do for me? But yeah, I think it's, it's fair still to think about uh, the universe in terms of particles and forces. On that note, let's take a quick break. You know that feeling after you've done a deep spring clean of your house when you realize, wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like how you feel when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless, while Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording all this? So it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Personally, I've used Mint Mobile, and the calls are always so crisp and so clear. All of their plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So it's time to ditch your overpriced wireless and go with Mint Mobile's limited time deal for three months a premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 
bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash universe. That's mintmobile.com slash universe. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash universe. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Slower speeds above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The financial universe out there can seem like a vast place, full of scary mysteries and exciting possibilities. But it can also be overwhelming to navigate, especially when you're first starting out in life. It feels sometimes like just one wrong turn could send you hurtling endlessly towards a financial black hole. But don't worry, you don't have to navigate the financial universe on your own. With the right tools, you can master the financial universe and chart your course with confidence. Intuit helps you navigate the financial universe through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. There are only four kinds of forces. Yeah, there are four kinds of forces. So electromagnetism, weak nuclear force, strong nuclear force, and then, of course, gravity, right? Mm. That's the fourth force that we've discovered. Okay. Uh, The fascinating thing is that different particles feel different forces, right? Like some particles feel this set of forces, some particles feel those set of forces. For example, right, particles with electric charge feel electromagnetism, right? The electron, for example, is negatively charged. The proton is positively charged. You bring them close together, they're going to pull on each other. They're going to suck each other together, right? Because they have opposite charges. We all know that. Mm -hmm. Um, But you bring a neutral particle nearby, it just totally ignores it, right? It doesn't feel it at all. Right. right? It's like like somebody's walking through a crowd of people shouting, but they have headphones on, so they can't hear anything. They're totally oblivious to it. It's kind of like how we talked about in a previous podcast. They're almost like languages or like social media platforms. Like some people are on Twitter, <laughs> some people are on Facebook, but some people are not on this. And so if somebody, if you're not on Twitter and somebody sends you a tweet, you're not going to get it. And so it's just different ways that particles interact. That's right. Gravity is the Google plus of, of <laughs> oh, social media, no. right? Because nobody uses The Friendster. <laughs> the Friendster. It's ancient, but powerless. Yeah. And so different particles feel different forces. And for example, an electron, while it feels electromagnetism because it has a a negative charge, it doesn't feel the strong force at all. It'll pass right by a bunch of particles that are really tugging on each other with a strong force and not be affected at all. Whereas quarks, quarks feel all the forces. 
They feel a strong force, which is how they get pulled together in the nucleus. Remember, protons and neutrons are made of quarks. Quarks feel electromagnetism because they have electric charge. They feel the weak force. They also feel gravity, of course, because they have mass. So quarks get their fingers in everything. Mm, they feel. They get the feels for everything. They feel everything. <laughs> That's right. They got the strong feels. <laughs> the quarks. <laughs> they're, they're really deeply emotional part of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and on the other side of the spectrum, you got things like neutrinos. Mm. Neutrinos don't have electric charge, so they ignore all electricity and magnetism, right? They don't interact with light. They're invisible. They pass right through anything that... that um, they ignore electromagnetic bonds, so they pass through most materials. They don't feel the strong force. The only way they interact is with the weak force, and the weak force is pretty weak, which is why neutrinos can mostly just pass through matter unaffected. Mm. So we have four fundamental forces, right? And gravity is one mm -hmm. of these forces. And so when you say that That's gravity right. is weak, you actually mean it's weak compared to these other three forces. That's right. And so the ranking is the strong force is the strongest, right? So that <laughs> one is actually well-named. Congratulations. For now, right? You know, For anonymous now. group of scientists. Yeah. Yeah, we should be called the, as of 2018, currently known to be the strongest force, force. <laughs> um, right. After that comes electromagnetism. And, mm. you know, we know that force is pretty powerful. You stick your finger in a socket, you're going to feel the wrath of electromagnetism, right? It's, it's not an unfamiliar feeling, right? Try to stick your finger in anything, you'll feel it, right? Because it's, electromagnetism right. is the force that keeps you from basically passing through the table or passing through the, your car, right? That's right, because electromagnetism is the basis of chemical bonds, right? And chemical mm -hmm. bonds are really the thing that form the structure of your body, right? right? You think of your body as like a bunch of particles, but it's held together by all these forces. It's like a chain link fence binding together these little particles and prevents you from passing through something else. Mm. Yeah, so we got the strong force and then electromagnetism. And then actually the weak nuclear force, right? This is the force that like powers neutrinos and radioactive decay. It's much weaker than electromagnetism mm -hmm. um, and much weaker than the strong force. Even weaker than the weak is gravity. That's right. If you make a list like strong force, electromagnetism, the weak force, then you should leave like a hundred blank pages and then you get to gravity. Because when we compare these forces, we put things like at equal distance apart Mm -hmm. and we compare the strength of the forces, gravity is 10 to the 36 times weaker than the weak force. Like that's 10 with 36 zeros in front of it. But isn't that sort of a matter of units or scale? Do you know what I mean? Like it's much weaker, but only if you compare apples to apples, right? Or oranges to oranges. That's right. But put two protons next to each other, right? Mm -hmm. Two protons have a certain amount of mass and a certain amount of electric charge. And the force of their charges is going to be much, much stronger than the force from their masses. Oh, I see. So yeah, if everything was much, much more massive, then there would be stronger gravity. But you can mm. compare these things apples to apples by comparing them at you know the same distance and the same basic unit of interaction. Right, but what if you take an apple and put it next to another apple? <laughs> well, I think you can do that experiment. Nothing's going to happen because <laughs> gravity is so weak, right? You don't see two apples like pulling themselves together on the counter, right? There's no built-in apple collider. Um, you know, the apples are not drawn to each other. Hmm. Gravity is a super weak force. And you can see this yourself, right? You can do an experiment where you counter the entire gravitational force of an enormous celestial body like the Earth, right? Take a small kitchen magnet and use it to hold up a nail. And think about what's happening there, right? You have... The nail is being pulled down by every single rock in the earth. It's pulling with all of its gravity. But a tiny little kitchen magnet totally overcomes that. 
Mm. It can lift the nail, even though it's pulling, it's being pulled down by the whole entire planet Earth. Right, exactly. Now imagine a magnet the size of the Earth, right? I mean, that would be, that would be extraordinarily powerful. And so you have basically like a gravitational blob the size of the Earth, still pretty ineffective compared to electromagnetism. Mm. So, so it's weak if you sort of compare it by object. Like you said, if you take a proton and put it next to a proton, the, the, the force they're going to feel from electromagnetism is so much bigger than the force of gravity they're going to feel towards each other. The same with like two electrons or two quarks. Things like, so in the scale of like the particles that we know, it's a really weak force. That's right, exactly. And yet, and yet it seems to dominate, right? That's a bit of a puzzle. Like on one hand, it's super duper weak and we're telling you that it hardly counts for anything. On the other hand, it's responsible for the structure of the solar system and for the galaxy. And it's the reason the universe looks the way it is, right? Right. And so that can be confusing to people. Like how do you reconcile those two things in your head? Yeah. Like why doesn't the Earth feel an electromagnetic force with the sun? which it would be so much bigger than the force of gravity. Yeah, well, it would be pretty shocking. <laughs> and, and that's actually the reason is um, gravity is different from the other forces in that it can't be canceled out, right? If there was some huge electrostatic difference between the sun and the earth, like a bunch of positive charges there and a bunch of negative charges here, mm-hmm. it would create such an enormous force that it would be um, very quickly balanced. Like that's what lightning is, right? When there's a charge differential between clouds and the ground, it's, it doesn't take that much before those charges want to rearrange themselves to a lower energy configuration. They rush down to the ground or they rush up to the clouds or they jump oh, from cloud to cloud to balance themselves out because you have two kinds of charges. You have positive and you have negative. So you can find an arrangement where basically everybody's happy. It's an equilibrium, right? But that's not true for gravity. Okay, I get it. So for example, if the Earth was, every particle on Earth had a positive electromagnetic charge, and every particle in the sun had a negative electromagnetic charge, there would be a humongous pull from electromagnetism pulling the Earth into the sun. Yeah, we'd be toast pretty quick. Yeah, right? <laughs> that would, would not be just, a very long-lived right. experiment. Yeah, it would be huge. Even the opposite, if we were all positive and the sun was all positive, we would get shot out of the solar system very quickly. That's right. And that's why, you know, early days of the solar system being formed, you have these gases... Uh, and the gas and dust coalescing, and very rapidly things neutralize, right? Because anything that feels an electrostatic force to something else is going to find the, the opposite charge, and they're going to coalesce, and they're going to make something neutral, right? Um, That's why most of the things around you are neutral, right? Most of the elements are neutral, because any deviation from neutral results in a powerful force to neutralize it. So thankfully, the Earth is made out of both like equal amounts of positive and negative particles, right? That's right. Like, yeah. Thankfully, we're sort of balanced electromagnetically. And so even if the sun was all positive, we would look like neutral, like a neutral ball to, to the sun. Yeah, that's right. We're on large scales. The Earth is neutral, right? I mean, there might be some residual positive or negative charge depending on the solar wind, etc. But um, basically, the Earth is neutral. And so the largest force that the Earth feels is the gravity from the sun, even though gravity is super duper weak, right? It doesn't take a lot to counteract gravity, but it's the only player left because everybody else is sort of paired up and danced off for the night and gravity's just there left holding the bag. And gravity can't be balanced, right? You feel gravity if you have any mass, right? Mm-hmm. But there's only positive masses. There's no such thing as a negative mass to give anti-gravity. Wow. Well, let's keep going, but first... Let's take a quick break. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. The financial universe out there can seem like a vast place full of scary mysteries and exciting possibilities. But it can also be overwhelming to navigate, especially when you're first starting out in life. It feels sometimes like just one wrong turn could send you hurtling endlessly towards a financial black hole. But don't worry, you don't have to navigate the financial universe on your own. With the right tools, you can master the financial universe and chart your course with confidence. Intuit helps you navigate the financial universe through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Okay, so that's how gravity is so much weaker than the other forces. Um, so how is it different than the other three forces of nature? There's like no end to, to, to ways that gravity is weird. You know, there's no end to like the puzzles of gravity. It's fascinating. It's bottomless pit. <laughs> That's right. It's a black hole of questions. Um, and one of my favorites is just that we have no way to sort of fit gravity in with the way the universe works according to everything else. You know, we talked earlier about how we have particles and we have forces or quantum fields equivalently. And that's a really successful way to describe the universe. You know, we have the Large Hadron Collider to explore these things really high energies. And we've understood all sorts of things using this theory. But that theory is, is uses quantum mechanics. So the way we describe interactions, you know, the way we talk about two electrons um, repelling each other or the way lightning is formed or anything involves passing quantum particles back and forth. And that's just not true for gravity. Uh, what, what does that mean, passing particles back and forth? Like when, like if I have two magnets and they're attracted to each other, they're not, they're not, it's not like an invisible telekinesis pulling on each other. They're actually swapping particles and I can't see that. Is that kind of what you mean? That's exactly what I mean. Um, that the way two things interact via some force is by exchanging particles. And so, for example, electromagnetism, right, is the force behind a, a magnet. 
And the way electromagnetism works, we think at a sort of microscopic particle level, is that there's a particle that transmits that force, that sends sort of the information back and forth between two things that are feeling it. And in the case of electromagnetism, that particle is the photon, right? The particle is also a packet of light. So each of the quantum forces that we talked about before, electromagnetism, the weak force, and the strong force, each of them have a particle we associate with it. And that's not just like some name tag we put on and say, hey, you get this one, you get this one. We think that that's the particle that's responsible for making the force work. So when two electrons come near each other, how do they repel each other? How does that actually happen? Mm -hmm. Well, we think that they send photons out, right? The electric field of a moving electron, right, an accelerating electron generates photons, and those photons um, interact with the other electrons. And so basically they're passing messages back and forth using these quantum particles. So gravity is weird because we don't know that there is a quantum particle being exchanged when two things get attracted gravitationally. That's right. So we have this great framework. We say, oh, maybe all forces are quantum mechanical um, fields interacting with each other, right? Mm. Let's apply that to the electromagnetic field. Yeah, it works. Let's apply that to the weak force. Yeah, it works. Let's apply that to the strong force. Ooh, cool, it works. Maybe this is something deep about the way the universe works. Let's apply it to gravity. Uh-oh, it doesn't work. Right? <laughs> so what does that mean? What does it mean when I say we d it doesn't work? Mm -hmm. Well, for a theory to work, it has to provide predictions for experiments. You have to be able to say, okay, theory, what would happen in this configuration? If I shot a proton at another particle, predict what would happen. And then you can go off and do the experiments and compare it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when you do that for gravity, you try to form a quantum theory of gravity, it doesn't work. You get nonsense answers. You get answers like infinity, right? Or things disappear, or it just, it doesn't mathematically function. Like there's no way to build a theory of gravity that we've discovered so far that works, that actually explains the way these things happen. There are a few candidates out there. They're pretty far from being a functional theory of, of quantum gravity, things right. like loop quantum gravity or string theory. But the basic problem is that quantum mechanics and general relativity, which is our best theory of gravity, do not play well together. We have no functioning quantum theory of gravity. Huh. So does that mean that we don't have the right theory, or is that gravity is just not quantum in nature? That's exactly the question we don't know the answer to, right? In a hundred years from now, somebody will know the answer to that, I hope. And they'll look back and they'll wonder, you know, oh, why didn't those guys see the clues? But we don't know. It could be that there is a quantum theory of gravity, we're just not smart enough to think it up yet, right? Like wow. the right person hasn't been born yet to put the math together. Or maybe it requires a different kind of math that we're using, right? There's some assumption we're making that's a, that's a mistake. Or maybe we're just giving it a wrong name. Like maybe it should be <laughs> Gravitunis or... <laughs> Gravitinos, yeah. Gravi, gravi, <laughs> gravitas. <laughs> Wait, that's taken. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's definitely the problem. That's step number one. Right? We made a mistake in step number one when we couldn't define the particle. Um, the other option, of course, is that maybe gravity is not a quantum force the way oh. the other forces are, right? right? The other forces, we call them quantum forces because they're well described by quantum mechanics. But gravity is kind of different. I mean, the current theory we have of gravity, general relativity, it doesn't like to describe gravity as a force, right? It describes gravity instead as a bending of space. It says that when you have mass somewhere in space, space no longer becomes straight, it becomes bent, right. right? So the things move in curves and circles. And it's not like an actual, just a mathematical nuance or a mathematical perspective. What really confirms it is 
the idea that gravity can affect things that don't have mass, right? That's how we know it's more than just a, a force between things that have mass. It actually like affects space for things that don't have mass, right? That's exactly right. So if you shoot a photon through space that has mass nearby, the photon will not move in what we consider to be a straight line, right? It'll find a path through this bent space that involves basically curving. Yeah. And this is what Einstein predicted with his theory, and they, and they saw it. You know, and you can see in space, it's called gravitational lensing. You can see photons get bent by heavy objects. And it's because, as you say, the heavy objects are bending space itself. Right. It's not like gravity is pulling the photon because the photon doesn't have any mass, right? That's right. The photon doesn't have any mass. Yeah. yeah. So, that, so that's how it's different. It, like Gravity seems to affect things that don't have sort of its fundamental property. You know, like electromagnetic forces can affect something that does not have an electric charge. That's true. But gravity can affect thing, everything else, right? Yeah, that's a pretty deep insight there, Jorge. Oh, wow. <laughs> not bad for a cartoonist. <laughs> <laughs> not bad at all, yeah. Um, that's a fascinating way to think about it. I think that's totally correct. Um, yeah, and so if gravity is, instead of being a force, if it's a, a way we change the shape of space itself, then maybe that's why we don't have a quantum theory of it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's amazing, and it's fantastic, and it's exciting. Um, and a, another reason why we have a hard time bringing these two things together is that quantum mechanics, the theory we've developed, only works so far in flat space. That is, mm. if there's really heavy stuff nearby, we don't know how to do those quantum calculations. We can basically only do quantum mechanics in places where there isn't really strong gravity. So wait, so quantum physics doesn't work in reality, basically. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't work in, in, in the space that we actually live in? Well, it works basically everywhere except for close to black holes. Mm. Right. You need a, basically a black hole to have enough gravity to break down quantum mechanics because it's when, when space gets really distorted that you start to see the effects of gravity on space and, wow. and then it becomes comparable to the strength of other stuff. And that's when, uh, that's when quantum mechanics breaks down. Yeah. Oh. Quantum, quantum field theory works basically in what we call flat space, whereas gravity bends space. Wow. So earlier when we categorize gravity as part of these four fundamental forces, maybe that's just the wrong approach. Maybe, you know, do you know what I mean? Like maybe um, we shouldn't be categorizing these four things as, as one category of, quote, forces, unquote. That's right. It could, be that, it could be that there is no quantum theory of gravity as a fundamental force because it isn't one. Yeah, and it's just a feature of space, right? Mm. Absolutely. That's one possible explanation. But then we still need a, a way to make quantum mechanics work in bent space. Right, and we still need to understand how to make uh, our theory of general relativity play well with quantum mechanics because we think quantum mechanics describes the universe, right? And general relativity is not a quantized theory. It's, it's continuous, mm. right? It treats space and everything as if it's infinitely divisible, right? It's, it's not a quantum theory at all. In fact, it, it came about before quantum mechanics was even invented. Right. And so while the basic tenets of it, how it distorts space, are probably correct, I mean, been verified to zillion degrees of accuracy, right. it doesn't feel like it can be a fundamental description of nature because it's not quantum mechanical. So like we want to call it a force because it seems to move things like all the other forces, but it's, it, maybe it's not a force. Maybe it's just kind of like a, some other weird property of space. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe we've been trying to put a round peg into a square hole all these years. <laughs> Uh, a, a gravity peg in a quantum hole. 
<laughs> That's right. That's right. And there are other ways that people are trying to solve this problem. Like one way is thinking that maybe gravity is a fundamental force, but it just works a little bit differently from the other forces. For example, people think about how the universe might have additional spatial dimensions, you know, like instead of just being able to move in three directions, maybe there's like four or five, six dimensions that you can move in. And folks who are interested in that should listen to our podcast on extra dimensions. No, yeah, we did a whole episode on extra dimensions, but we didn't sort of get into this particular topic. Um, so tell us how extra dimensions might explain why gravity is so weak. Yeah, the, the idea is that maybe gravity isn't so weak. Maybe gravity's just as strong as all the other forces. But if there's a whole other set of dimensions out there, that is ways, directions that thing can move, it might be that gravity is the only thing that feels those dimensions, right? It might be that those dimensions are invisible to electromagnetism and to the weak force and to the strong force, but visible to gravity. And what that means is that gravity might be basically leaking out into those other dimensions. You know, we talked about how the farther away you get from something, the weaker the force is. So like mm -hmm. Mercury feels the force of the, uh, the sun's gravity much more strongly than Pluto does, right? Irrelevant of whether or not you call it a planet, it doesn't feel gravity very strongly. <laughs> and that's because it's further from the sun, right? I mean, that goes like one over R squared, where R is the distance. It's one over R squared because we have three dimensions. If we had six dimensions, it would be one over R5, right? Which oh. falls much more rapidly. So if there are additional dimensions out there, okay, and only gravity feels them, then that might be the reason why gravitational force falls so quickly. Maybe gravity is actually just as strong as everything else when you get really, really close, but then these extra dimensions exist and most of gravity leaks out into those other dimensions. Uh, sort of like between you and me, there's not just the three dimensions between you and me. Maybe there are other secret hidden spaces kind of between you and me are these other dimensions. Exactly. Other ways oh. for gravity to spread out. Oh. Right? And so gravity would be like just as strong as all the other forces, but it's just flexing its muscles in these other spaces that we can't see or feel. Exactly. It's like, you know, if somebody's at the center of a crowd and they let go a really stinky fart, right? The people <laughs> next to them, they smell it strongly. And the people further away, they smell it much more weakly and, and people outside don't smell it at all. Okay, right? yeah. Now imagine... into farts really suddenly, but let, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go with it. Hey, I'm trying to make this accessible, you know. <laughs> uh, this is something everybody's going to appreciate. You're trying to make um, win. I get it. Got it. <laughs> and but if there was somewhere else for that fart to go you know if it could move not just sideways but also it could float up right say you had a really tall room and the fart floated up oh. then people wouldn't feel it as much because most of the right. fart would dissipate into the upper uh, corners of the room and so gravity might be the same way it might be that you know for the first millimeter or so the first centimeter or so gravity gets very weak very quickly it falls off really rapidly And that then, you know, at normal distances, like a meter or 10 meters or whatever, you don't feel those other dimensions anymore because those other, other dimensions only activate at really, really short distances. Mm. This is a theory people came up with, and we don't know if it's real. You know, we've tested it. So far, it seems like gravity works the same way um, for galactic scales and for Earth scales and for microscopic scales. It seems to always fall off at the same rate as a function of distance. Mm. So nobody's ever seen any evidence of these extra dimensions, but it's a fascinating theory. And it's, a, you know, it's one that would give a kind of a natural explanation for why gravity would fall off so quickly and why gravity is so weak. It wouldn't explain all these other things, but... In fact, people sort of try to use gravity to see if there are other dimensions, right? Yeah, that's right. It would be a really cool clue, right? If, 
And, and that's a, a fascinating way that science is done. You know, you try to look at everything around you and see if you can fit it all into one framework. Like, mm-hmm. can I use this one set of ideas to describe everything? Right. Can I merge can I everything it all into, into one, one set of concepts? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, my fart theory of, of the universe. Um, The best possible way, I think, to unravel this is to actually go visit a black hole because oh, okay. quantum mechanics yeah. and general relativity tell you very different things about what's happening inside a black hole, right? As we said before, general relativity tells you it's an infinitesimal dot of, of almost infinite density. Mm-hmm. Quantum mechanics says, you know, the universe is quantized, first of all, so you can't have infinitesimal dots. Right. Um, and also, there's sort of a minimum size to stuff, right? And you can't have all that stuff compressed in such a tiny little Clearly. area. And so if you could see inside a black hole, you would learn a lot about gravity. So what would be the plan? You would go into a black hole, you would observe and discover how the universe works, and then, and then you'd be stuck there. <laughs> That's right. They would have to send you a Nobel Prize into the black hole after you. <laughs> would just assume you'd figured it out and <laughs> Toss you know, it shoot the, the Nobel Prize into space, into the black hole. <laughs> Congratulations. No, of course, anybody who's listening, please do not go into a black hole. Please, please do not go into a black hole. But, you know, we don't need to visit black holes. We could try to create them here on Earth. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, doesn't that sound like a great idea? I mean, wow, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> Make a black gravity, hole on Earth? So sell me. Sell yeah, me let's create idea. a black hole and study it, right? Um, if gravity gets really, really powerful when you get to really short distances because of this extra dimension theory, then it might be that if you shoot two protons together really, really hard and they get really, really close to each other, that you can create a super duper mini extra cute little fuzzy black hole, right? Mm. I'm trying to make it sound like a cozy thing, not a you're dangerous to, thing. Yeah, you're trying to sell it. <laughs> Sell right. the merchandising and so, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, before we turned on the Large Hadron Collider about 10 years ago, people thought maybe by smashing these protons together, we could actually create black holes and we could study them. And we could reveal the deep secrets of gravity, right? Mm. Um, so then the idea would be to try to make them at the Large Hadron Collider and just kind of see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, does it tell us something about gravity or quantum physics at the same time? Yeah, Mm-hmm, exactly, by seeing how often they're made and how strong they are and what they turn into and whether they decay, we could understand something about the, the way black holes work. And that would have been really powerful. But unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you feel about black holes, we haven't made any black holes at the Large Hadron Collider that we've discovered. That you've, But maybe, isn't it true that maybe you've made them, but they evaporate? Yes, these black holes would be very short-lived. But, you know, everything we make at the Large Hadron Collider is really short-lived. These things last for like 10 to the negative 30 seconds or 10 to the negative 23 seconds. We're Mm. pretty good at seeing short-lived stuff because it usually blows up into other things. And a black hole would have a really unusual signature in our detectors. It would be pretty clear to see if we had made them. Okay, but short of going into a black hole or detecting farts in extra dimensions, we may not know in the near future what what makes gravity so different. That's right. It's going to take some work. I mean, the other direction is theoretical, is to build up a theory of quantum gravity sort of from the bottom up. Like, like start from the beauty of math and physics and then try to build it up to our level. Exactly. And that's, that's a, a wonderful way to do it, is to say like, maybe the universe works in this way, this most basic fundamental nature, and build it up from there and see if you can describe the universe that we see around us. Wow. All right. Well, that's um, it's pretty shocking to think gravity is such a plays such a big role in our lives, and yet it's it's like the the weakling in the universe, right? It's like imagine imagine if gravity was stronger, life would be a lot more chaotic, right, and crazy. 
Yeah, exactly. We would be closer to the sun and everything would feel more intense. It's fascinating to me that gravity has been a mystery to physics for hundreds of years. I mean, it was the focus of Isaac Newton's studies, you know, like hundreds of years ago, people working on gravity. And still today, even though we've made so much progress in terms of gravity, we still have so much, so many basic questions about it that we don't, we don't know the answers to, not even the really beginning of how to answer them. To me, that's fascinating. Gravity is such a rich source of mystery for physics and for everybody. Wow. All right, cool. I think it's maybe time to um, push down this question. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> if you still have a question after listening to all these explanations, please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daniel and Jorge, that's one word, or email us at feedback at danielandjorge.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.